Hilchas Malhavalevid, Laws of Borrowing and Lending, Perik Shmini, Chapter 8, Alacha Aleph, continuing the topic of forbidden interest. Asla Habasa Mechar, a person is forbidden to add an extra fee on the price for delayed payment. Case had meaning. The person sells whether it's movable property or land. The seller tells the buyer, If you pay me the money now, meaning the fair price now, there you get it for 100, which is the fair price, not a bargain, it's a normal price. Pay it now, you get the pay the regular price. If you want me to give you a delayed payment plan, in that case, you have to pay extra. This is similar, this is uh, rabbinic interest, a sort of interest. It's like he's taking an extra $20 for the fact that the guy keeps the money to use it until, until, until that time arrives. Now, if the guy paid him 100 in cash, then he's, and then the, 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 then the seller said to him, hey, if you want, I'll give it back to you, and you can pay me later instead if you need the money for something else. But in that case, you got to pay extra. That would be biblical interest. Yeah. But here that didn't happen. It was just a verbal agreement about delayed payment, therefore it's only rabbinic interest. Because it's venom, but then, when the... When the um, uh, the seller demands the payment from the buyer for the item he sold him because again he's delaying he, he's delaying the payment. Uh, so uh, he's only obligated. So the guy says, "Listen, it's a year, it's been a year. We made a deal. You're paying a year late. You got to pay 120." The din is he's only obligated to pay him the oh, okay. hundred that they agreed at the time of the sale. For that matter, if the seller says, I don't agree with this. I, I waited a whole year for 120. I don't agree. In that case, I'm not selling it to you. The seller could do that. In that case, the buyer gives the item back. And that's it. If the seller wants to do that, he could do that. The buyer can, can't do that. The buyer already made the Kenyan. But the seller chooses to, if the seller chooses to, he can just go back on the deal and, and accept the item back from the, the, uh, the purchaser and the buyer, the purchaser just goes, just walks away. Okay. Similarly, if the person says, "I'll sell you this movable property," if you sell, if you pay it to me in some, this time in the future, then you'll pay a hundred. So, um, if if um, the case over here basically is that. Um, again, if the guy tells him that this this movable property, if you pay me later on in the future, you have to pay, have to pay 100. If you pay me right now, you pay 90. If someone's going to buy it right now in the marketplace, it's worth 90. And he's telling him, if you pay me in the future, you have to pay 100, $10 extra. It's forbidden for the same reason. Right? Um, so... Why is this case any different? Why is Ram repeating himself? And therefore, when the guy demands payment for the item he bought, he only has the right to demand 90. Or again, if the seller says, what do you mean? I waited so long to get paid and I thought I was getting $10 extra. I'm going to go back on the deal. He could do that if he wants. And then the buyer just gives back the merchandise if it's still around. And, uh, and they go, each go on their way. Of course, if the merchandise was already eaten or he doesn't have it, he can't go back on the deal. Yeah. So now all he can do is accept $90 from the buyer. Why is it Amr repeating himself? There's a, there's a reason why this case is not just redundant. There's, there's, there's um, um, right. There's something about this that, that. Um, See, delay the payment for twelve months. Right. Right. So how is this different than the first case? All right. There's a, there's a reason why it's not this exact thing again. 
Um, all right. I think over here the, the novelty is is that he didn't tell him. He didn't tell him, right, that that if you pay now, you get a lower price. All he said to him was, yeah, all he said to him was, listen, pay me 12 months, 100. So since the market value now is 90, that's, that's, that's problematic. Since he's giving it to him for, a, he, he's, he's, he's stipulating payment in the future, yeah. and he's adding to the payment to the regular value for that, for that time frame, that's, the, that's a problem, even though it wasn't said. Okay, base. A person buys an item at a fair market price. In condition that he pay him 12 months from now. So in other words, the fair price is this and this. And you, you want to pay me 12 months? That's fine. He, he could tell him, pay me immediately for a lower price. That's not a problem of ribbis. Because he's not taking extra money for a future payment. The future payment is the regular price. He's offering him a discount for paying early. Uh-huh. So it's not a problem to give someone a discount for paying early. It is a problem to tack on a fee for paying late. Uh-huh. Even though in both cases, you're charging more for the later price, for a later, for later payment, later date. But the, the vertus is that when you charge the regular price at a later date and a discounted price in the, price in the present, that's fine. You charge a regular price in the present and an extra price for the future, that's, that's a problem. Give him. You have a barrel of wine that's worth a dinner. And he is uh, selling it to him now for two dinner, but he's not going to have to pay until the summertime. Summertime wine was more expensive because wine, uh-huh. they, they harvest the grapes in the summertime. The fall, they make the wine. The and wine the is plentiful. Wine is it's fresh then. No, the, 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 the more you wait to drink the wine, the better. It Possibly, is. but it's it, right, fine, it's better, and it's more scarce, so it's more yeah. expensive. Yeah. So the fall is plenty of wine, and it's fresh, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. As the year progresses, it gets more expensive. So I want to buy the wine now, when it's only worth, worth one dinner, when it's cheap. But, but essentially, I want to, so, you, so basically, you, you tell, the, the seller says, this barrel of wine, or a barrel of wine, or even this specific barrel of wine, uh, you can pay me in the summertime, Instead of paying it for me now, but then I'm going to take more money from you. Double. But the seller accepts upon himself the responsibility or the, 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 uh, the liability that if something happens to it, it's in the seller's possession until the buyer is able to successfully sell it and get and make a profit or make you know make sell it as he wants to. He's not a wine drinker; he's a wine merchant. Hey, that's a mutter. Why the chayra? Seemingly, the guy is taking more money for taking for the guy is instead of taking the fair market value now, he's charging him more money to allow him to pay later. Why is that okay? She as usual. The answer is because if let's say for example the barrel gets lost or broken, the buyer will pay the seller nothing. Because he, 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 they agree he only pays him uh-huh. if he successfully sells it. Or, if, for example, if let's say he's unsuccessful at selling it, he could just return it. So, well, this line, some say, is supposed to be at the end, the end of the paragraph. But the point is, is that since the seller takes risk, it's not a guaranteed gain, right? It, it's possible he'll get extra money because the guy sells the wine and makes a profit and pays extra later. It's also possible to get not a penny because the guy says, I'm sorry. You know, the barrel broke. So he's taking a risk, and therefore it's not considered a problem of interest. Mm-hmm. When I lend you $100 and the condition pay back 110 with interest, there's no risk on my end. I don't care what happens. You owe me $100 back plus the interest. 
So if, it, if that's the case, if it's a guarantee on my end, sometimes it resembles interest rabbinically. But if I'm taking a risk, I may get, I may get nothing, although I may get something, and I may get more. Because I'm taking the risk and the possibility of actually losing, it doesn't resemble interest as strongly. Okay. For two dinner. Now, whatever you sell it, yeah, I'll sell it to you for two dinner. If you sell it for more than that, that'll be your gain because you're trying to sell it for us. And so I want you to sell it successfully so you have money to pay me. Mm-hmm. So you, I'll sell it to you for two. God bless you, sell it for three, sell it for 10. Whatever you get more, that's your profit. Yeah. The two, I'll, I'll, it comes back to me. But the emlightenment of the Macha, if you have unsuccessful selling it, um, excuse me, if you're not able to sell it as you desire for the price you want, actually, just, 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 just give back to me. You owe me nothing. I'll take the wine back. That's mutter. Even though, even though he's essentially getting paid more money for 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 um for getting a for getting a delayed payment, that's fine because he's essentially considered like a he's a partner, not a, not not a, not he's he's investing with him. Mm-hmm. I'm investing the, my wine with you. You do the business. Come back and give me two, and whatever you make after that's yours. That's okay. That's not interest. Despite the fact. That way, if it gets lost or stolen, or if it goes vinegar, that's going to be their buyer's responsibility. But the seller is accepting, and the seller over here really, there's no risk on the seller's end. So why is it okay? It's okay because the seller is doing it as an investment, not a loan. That's why it's okay. So even though the seller has nothing to lose, only what to gain, he either gets his wine back or he gets two dinner. But and, 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 and either gets his wine back or or two dinner. Uh, and but that so so that's that's okay because again he's in, he's it's considered an investment he's a partner with the buyer basically yeah sorry you was, you said something what it's the buyer responsibility true right and the buy yeah and the buyer is uh, the buyer actually has no risk because the buyer I'm sorry no yeah the buyer the, the buyer has the responsibility and risk if the, if the wine gets lost mm. stolen he has to pay the seller anyways yeah. it's still not a problem of interest because again it's this the seller despite the fact the seller has no risk. It's risk free, but it's considered an investment in a partnership mm-hmm. with the buyer, not not alone. Dalit. If the guy had produce, if the seller went to the marketplace and said, Produce for sale, who wants to buy my produce? He'd be able to sell it for 10. Since he obviously is very clearly interested in selling his produce, the buyer knows I can offer him 10, he'll say yes. However, if the exact same produce amount, I came to you on your farm and I knocked into you. I said, I need wheat. You sell me wheat. So now, oh, you're so desperate for wheat. I can sell you for 12. You, only, you pay more. You can sell you for 12. So in that case, what's considered the fair market value? Remember, we said fair market value. You could sell for fair market value in the present. Or, or, uh, but, um, but you can't sell it for more than fair market value for the future. Or I could sell you for fair market value in the future or a discount for the present. What's the fair market value over here? 10 or 12. I'm allowed to tell you, okay, listen, Buster, pay me today, it's 10. If you want to make a delayed payment plan, 12 months, it's 12. 12, two extra dollars. That's okay, that's not interest. Why? Because the 12 is considered part of the fair market value. It's not considered as a fee. Since theoretically speaking, you know, if the circumstance was reversed, you came running after me, I could jack the price of the 12 from 10, so it's still considered fair market value rather than considering a fee. Right? Because even if this guy brought the money now, he would, I would sell it for twelve if you if the if this if the buyer chases seller. So in Aloha Aleph, we described the scenario where you're allowed to sell it for the fair market value uh, uh, for the present, or for the but you can't add a fee for the future, 
or you could sell it for fair market value for the future and give a discount for the present. And either of those scenarios, 10 or 12 in our case, would be all fine because 10 and 12 are both considered fair market value. Hey, also lock this pay apart. You're not allowed to buy fruit in, a, in an orchard before it's finished and it becomes ripe. So I come to you, come to your orchard, and we see that the cherries, the apples are starting to blossom. I say, oh, this is, looks like it's going to be a good crop. So I'm going to pay you, I'm going to buy 100 bottles, 100 bushels of apples now. I'll pay you now. Right? Can't right, you can't. You're not allowed to do that. Because, because what I'm going to pay $10 for now, who when the apples are finished, it's going to be worth more. Essentially, I'm, I'm going to be paying a cheaper price now. Uh-huh. So I'm giving you $10 and getting $20 in return. Why am I getting extra? Because I gave you the money early. So in, 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 in exchange for the extra time you get to hold on to the money 10 months early, you're going to give me extra apples, or extra money rather, right? So these apples that are worth, on the day that I'm going to receive them, they're worth 20. I only pay 10. Why am I getting $20 for paying 10? Why am I getting $20 worth of merchandise for, for, for having given you $10? Because I gave it to you early, a few months early. So that's considered interest. It resembles interest. Now, again, it's not biblical interest because the whole arrangement over here is a sale, not a loan. But it resembles interest, therefore it's a problem. We're talking about a case over here where basically it's guaranteed. We're not about, I, I didn't come to you when you started plowing the land. I came to you already after the apples have budded. So the chances of you, the, uh, the seller, not being able to deliver is very small. Yeah. So me, the, me the, the buyer, a.k.a. the lender, who's giving the money in exchange for more, is basically a guaranteed return, if you will. Mm. Therefore, that's considered interest. Well, it depends on the fruit, actually. True, but this is a case where the, all things considered, unless, unless Hashem sends the mark of, of hail, borrowed, exactly. that was a Mitzrayim, I'm getting my, my apples. That's why it's a problem. But you're right, if it was a more risk involved, it wouldn't be such a problem because I'm accepting the possibility of walking away with nothing, saying, sorry, the apples you bought in advance here, they're worth uh, nothing. For example, Avali Mekonim Eglabazel, for example, if I buy a calf, baby calf is worth $100, and I buy it now, here's the deal, here's $100, but you keep the calf, you clean up after it, you feed it, and then when it's worth $1,000, big and strong, I get it. How is it that's mutter? Why is that mutter? Because I'm accepting a risk. What happens if the cow dies? What happens if it gets coronavirus and it, it, it disintegrates? If it shrivels. That loss I have to accept as the buyer. That's pretty common. Unlike the, the plague of hail destroying the apple trees, this is something which is pretty frequent enough and therefore uh, the original owner getting an additional amount for a delayed payment is not only getting the extra, I'm not only getting this big strong cow in response for early payment, I'm getting it in response for accepting the risk. I might get nothing. Therefore, it's not considered a, a, a problem. Right. When it comes to other types of produce, mind you, it could be there's other issues. If, if it's, if it's, if it's uh, we'll see, we'll, in the next, next period, we'll, we'll learn about that. Vav. Person gives money to the vineyard owner, for the twigs, for the branches. When they become cut, when they're worth more than they are now, apparently it seems that after the, the, the vines would mature and they would dry off, that's when they were worth more, perhaps because that's when you were able to take them, regenerate them to make more vines. But in any event, the point is, again, the same idea. I'm buying a, a very cheap product, but I'm going to get a more expensive product in return. So I'm paying you now so that later on in the season, when they dry out and break off, I'll get them. I'm paying a very cheap price now for them. So in the future, when they dry out and they get cut off, I get them when they're worth a lot more than I pay. So I pay a dollar for them. When I get them, they're worth five dollars. That's a problem. That's considered a resembling interest. What's the solution? 
the solution is is that we we arrange a situation where instead of me uh, giving the money, being owed the item, and then saying I'm not taking it now, I'll take it later when it's worth more, which would be real interest. We want to make me that I am essentially acquiring the I'm acquiring the vine for its produce. I'm not paying for the produce in this case the twigs. I'm actually acquiring the product, not the not the land, mind you, but the actual tree, the grapevine, for the produce. You're buying the tree for its twigs. Buying the apples from the tree is not identical with purchasing the tree for its rights to the apple. The second scenario, you're actually purchasing the principal tree. You don't have the right to cut the tree down, mind you, but you do own the tree itself in reference to the produce. That's much more of a actual acquisition of the produce, in this case the twigs, than just... The twig? twig is like the short little branches. Mm. Little, little branches. So therefore... Branches that give the apple. Well, in this case, it's a grapevine. In this case, the twig itself is the produce. The twig itself, when, I, when it breaks off the tree, those little branches, that's the produce. I want to take that and regenerate to make more vines. Oh, okay. So therefore, when I, uh, you know, uh, help the land under the tree, under the vine, while it's attached to the ground... I'm buying the tree for its produce. And therefore, it's not a problem. So, so it's not, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you money now. I'm taking my product in the future when it's worth more. I'm taking my product now. I'm paying you right now. Right now, I acquire the right to the tree in reference to its produce. That's fine. The fact that that produce, which is now mine, will be worth more in six months from now, what's the problem? My produce became increased in value. If, if, if he doesn't do that, if he doesn't actually work the ground under it, it turns out the money I'm paying you now is technically a loan, if you will. And you're essentially accepting a very lower payment because of the time you get to keep the money in response late payment and in in in, uh, in response to which I'm going to get a much more expensive product late down the line. That's yeah, us, sir. Therefore, the way around it is to make sure you're acquiring the item itself, the, the principle itself, and then when it increases in value, it's already mine. So I got a good deal. Now it's worth a dollar. I paid a dollar for it, and then it becomes worth $10. Wonderful. Zion. Show me saw this. So these are, these are different solutions around the problem because since it's a rabbinic ribbis, you, you have different ways around the problem, right? Again, biblical ribbis, there's no way around it. Right, rabbinic ribbis, these are, these are uh, avak ribbis, these are the different solutions. Okay, so we had a lacha hey, where the solution was that you have to make sure you're taking, they're accepting the risk of a very strong possible of a loss in the case of the cow that it might die. Halacha vav, the solution was that you actually acquire the tree for its produce the moment you pay for it. Otherwise, you're, otherwise it would be a problem. Just like the first half of lacha hey was a problem with the apples, here would be a problem. Now the truth is in halacha hey, how come the Ram didn't tell us that the solution on the first half of Allah Chahe with the apples was purchase the tree for the apples. Don't buy the apples now in advance. Purchase your right to the tree for its apples. And you're right. That would actually work. Okay. Zion. People who is the watchman whose job is to guard the, the, the fields, right? You have the scarecrows. Sometimes you have real, you know, scarecrows are those fake people they put out there with the to chair that yeah, scare. Yeah. So you have real guardians who actually they stand there and they watch the they watch the wheat, they watch the from thieves, they watch from birds. And how much do you pay them for watching the the grain? All the you know, winter season while it's raining and it's growing, they get a certain amount of money for being there. Then it comes time to cut the wheat, so the owner comes back with his workers and the watchman goes home because we don't need him anymore. Now we're cutting the wheat ourselves. We wash it ourselves. Uh-huh. So how much does he get what for is he? pile? 
So this, the, the, these watchmen, that the way you pay them, unless you give them the choice, instead of taking now $1,000 in cash for your six months that you watch the wheat, you can take $1,100 in wheat when I finish processing all the wheat. So you're getting extra money, extra, extra payment, you're getting a higher salary in response for letting me hold on to the money and pay you later. That's somewhat of interest, right? So what's the solution around that? Here is the solution. That's, that's really a problem. So therefore, here's the solution. When you... Because again, when the watchman finishes his job, now I owe him money. Yeah. So if I keep the money past that point for a day or a month or a year, and in response to that favor, I give him more money or more produce, which is more value, that's interest, right? So the solution is, don't owe him until you're right about to pay him that same day. So what's the solution? How do you do that? Because when they come to the, when they come to the, the, uh, the, the silo where the wheat is stored to get paid, and again, because he let me pay him late, I'm not, instead of giving him 1,000 cash, I give him 1,100 wheat. They have to be involved. Some do some sort of menial work over there in the silo, in the, in the wheat storage place. So that this wheat that they take at the end of... Uh, the time when the when excuse me, when does his uh, when when is the last day of his of his uh, of his of, when is his last day at work? Not when he finishes watching the field and goes home. When the, we finish processing the wheat, so we make we extend his contract time till that day. He comes, spends a few minutes helping us, you know, bundle the wheat. Well, now you just finish your job. Okay, now I owe you money. How much do I owe you? 1100 So I didn't get any money for extra time. I didn't have the money by me for a, for a time when, I, when, I, when he did me the favor of keeping it extra. It was my money. I didn't owe him anything yet because his contract date didn't end. How do we do that? By extending his, his job description from, <laughs> from when he finishes watching all the way until the day when the wheat's ready to go. And he has to come that last day of work, help us collect it. And then now I owe him 1100 and I give it to him so I haven't – it's not a late payment essentially. It's not a delayed payment because that's when his contract finished. That's, that's the, it. the end of the contract. Right. If you don't do that, the money I owe him that I'm keeping longer until I pay him is like a loan. And the reason why essentially I would be take, giving, and in that case, when I give him, when I pay him six months late, an extra $100 from the produce instead of $1,000 in cash six months ago, that's essentially giving him interest. Uh, uh, in, in response for him letting me hold on to the money longer, which is a problem. And therefore, the way around it is making sure the contract doesn't end until the time he gets the money, his, his payment. Aris and sharecroppers, which are people who they, I own the field, you're a skilled farmer, I don't know how to work, work the farm, you work the land, and we split the profits, right? It's 50-50, 75 this. And the way it was, the owners of the field would have them leave in the month of Nisan. Okay, your job is over, goodbye. Take your, take your half and, uh, or your third and, and leave. And the way it was, for every area of land where you could plant 30 core, which is the same as one saw, of grain, I give you four saw of grain. That's the arrangement. You measure this, this area of land, for it's a base, we call a base core, you get four saw of grain. That's how we divide things. And I said, listen, you want to stay longer? You want to hang around, work more, get more profit, stay, stay, in, the, stay, in, the, stay in this field yeah. next month? Fine. And for that, and that, in response to that, I'm going to take a bigger share, me as the owner of the land, I'm taking, I'm taking six instead of four. Why is it not a problem of ribis? Why is it not a problem of ribis? Because essentially all I did was 
extend the amount of time that you're renting from me, and therefore I raise the price. That's okay. Yeah. Even though it's a big increase of 50% just for one extra month, yeah. but that's the deal. That's fine. Tess. When a person buys wheat, and he, the price is a cello, which is for dinner, will buy you for, uh, for saw. That's the price. And the guy pays for it. He pays the for, he pays the seller for the foresaw. And when the guy comes to collect the wheat out, to take the wheat later, the seller says, listen, I know I owed you this wheat for a long time. You paid me. I didn't deliver. I'm late. I'm sorry. Here's an extra saw. Why is it mutter? You gave, me, you gave me a dollar's worth. I gave you back a dollar twenty-five. Should I return his if I did? I did it voluntarily. But in if I wanted his, I didn't have to add it. There was no condition. Therefore, it's voluntary. Therefore, it's not interest. Now, if you give me, if you give me a loan of hundred dollars as a good from Jew, and I give you back hundred dollars, you don't demand any extra as a good from Jew. And I voluntarily give you extra five dollars as a thank you. That's not allowed because that's a loan. This is not a loan. This is a sale. It's not a loan. It's only a sale, and it's voluntarily. Therefore, between the two, it's permitted. You. A person is allowed to give, uh, you know, buy a barrel of wine, money for a barrel of wine, even a specific barrel, and um, and, and and say to him, and, and um, tell him. So, so the buyer tells the seller, "Listen, thank you for your payment." So. Sorry, the buyer tells the seller, excuse me, the buyer says, listen, here's the money. Now, if from now, between now and then, so I'm, I'm, I'm basically taking the barrel, I want to sell it, right? So if, or I want to drink it. If it becomes vinegar between now and whenever the, this, this and this date, it's your responsibility. So therefore, you as the seller, um, so the, sorry, the, buy, yeah, the, yeah, right, the buyer's telling the seller, yeah. You as, you as the seller are going to suffer the loss, Give him the money back. Right. Or give me a good barrel of wine. If, however, the, the value changes, whether it goes up or even if it goes down in value, I accept responsibility for that. Now, seemingly, again, I am giving you money now. And you're not going to deliver the wine to me. On, oh, sorry, I forgot to add. This is important. You're not going to deliver the wine to me. It's not available for delivery. Yet your delivery company is not for another month. Okay, when the wine comes in a month, if it's vinegar and I get it, then that's your responsibility. I have to, you have to give me a refund or you have to give me a different barrel of wine. If the value changes the wine because its quality shifts a little bit, but it's not vinegar or the market fluctuates, then I accept that, that risk. That's okay. Even though seemingly I'm giving you the money early and in response, I may be getting more expensive wine. Why is that okay? Since I accept the responsibility that I also might be getting less expensive wine, I give you I give you hundred dollars for a barrel of wine. When I get the barrel of wine, it might be worth a hundred, one hundred twenty, or it might be worth seventy. So I accept the responsibility. I don't accept the risk of vinegar. That I'm not taking. That goes back to you, sir. Still, it's okay because even though I'm not taking that risk of vinegar, I am taking the risk of the value decreasing somewhat. Again, I, again, or less. Right. There is a car of the and therefore it's considered like I'm accepting both possibilities of, of uh, loss or gain. Let's remember that we're not, it, it's, it's, considered, it's considered interest if I make a business deal with you where I say I'm going to invest with you. If there's a gain, we're both happy, we'll split it. If there's a loss, you cover the loss. I'm not losing. So here's $100. I, I'm either going to get back 100 or more, but not less. That's not allowed. 
that's inappropriate because that's a guaranteed gain. I mean, it's not guaranteed gain. I might just break even. But since, since I'm guaranteed to not lose, it's almost like a guaranteed gain. And that's not allowed. But here, that's not the case. I accept responsibility of a possibility of a loss as long as it's not vinegar. Good. A person is allowed to buy from his fellow in Tishrei 100 barrels of wine worth of dinner. Not specific barrels necessarily. Just $100, 100 barrels of wine for a dinner. And then Tevis, you're going to deliver them to Tevis. Here's a dinner. In Tevis, I get the wine. When I get the wine, I expect the barrels. Whichever barrels of vinegar, I'm giving back to you. Whichever ones are wine, those I keep. And, you, and so the ones, the vinegar you get back, and you have to give me other barrels or give me a refund. Now, seemingly, again, I'm giving you $100. I'm giving you money for 100, 100, 100 jugs. jugs of wine. And I'm guaranteed that. Or more. That's a problem, though. No? He says, no. I bought, what's the deal? I bought good wine. That was the deal. This is the, this is the transaction. And the ones that became vinegar, they were already, because of the chemical compound that we couldn't see with the eye, vinegar prone. I didn't know it till later because we didn't have the technology back then to, to you know, biochemistry to know which wine's going to become vinegar. So essentially, it's just a deal that you didn't live up to. There's no, there's no, there's no interest involved. This halacha is a little interesting. Let's read it and tell me what you think the problem is. Oh, actually, we have to go a little faster. Okay. All right, so a person with a minute, a renter has a certain level of responsibility. To the person, he you know, if you rent a car from the car company and you smash the window, you got to pay for it, right? So I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to uh, place for the minigiz, but if, but I don't have to be worried if lightning strikes the car, for example. So I place for the minigiz, I rent a boat, and I pay for it, or like the, the owner takes the rental fee. The imnishbra, if the boat breaks, besides for paying the rental fee, I have to pay for damage to the item. Now, normally, remember, in Torah law, who pays for the damage? The, the, the renter. The renter pays the, pays the owner. Now, remember, there are certain times where a renter is absolved from paying the owner because he's not a borrower, so his responsibility level is a bit lower. But let's say for the place where the minig was, they made a deal, or the lo- that local custom was, that the renter has this higher level of responsibility. You might think, I'm getting a boat, I'm giving back a boat, Plus the fee, plus the damages that Torah doesn't require me to pay, but that's local custom. That's an additional fee. Is that interest? No. That's okay because that's considered the, that's considered the arrangement. So the buyer is paying the interest. The, the renter, the, the renter. Yeah, exactly. Not not interest. He's paying the extra fee. That he pay, paying for the damages when you rent it, even though if those damages are things you shouldn't be have to responsibly responsible for, essentially. But since you agreed based on local custom to take responsibility, that's not called interest. That's called the deal. For example, if I rent a commercial pot of iron. For you want to cook for chasana. Not only do I give you the pot back with the with the with the, with the money I, I I'm going to pay you for the rental fee, but I'm also going to pay you whatever damage the the, the pot uh, gets from being used. So used, even though again I don't have to do that according to Torah law, but since I chose to based on local custom, that's not considered interest. You don't accept iron sheep from a Jew. What is iron sheep exactly? It's an expression, which means as follows. We'll explain it. What is iron sheep? Sheep are sheep. Iron means like a guarantee. Like there's the English, English expression, an iron guarantee, which means a guaranteed gain. I had a hundred sheep. 
and you accept them from me to be busy with them. You're a skilled shepherd. The shearings, the babies that give birth to, the milk from the sheep, we'll split the value. Half and half, a third and a quarter, whatever it is, whatever the arrangement. For a year, I should have two years. As we agree, the may shot saying, Now, if the sheep die, I'm explaining now what it is. I'm a little saying that. May shot saying, The sheep die. If any sheep die, you must pay me for them. But if, but if, if they should, so again, I'm guaranteed for a gain, but I'm not going to lose. I'm either going to break even or, 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 or gain, but no loss. So I'm guaranteed to gain, and the risk is in your hands. That's why it's called iron sheep. Because I'm guaranteed the iron to get my sheep, sheep back at the same value or more. The owner of the sheep is for sure going to gain and highly unlikely to lose. That's considered resembling interest. Therefore, if the owner accepts upon himself liability, the risk, that if the sheep go up in value, that's great, or they go down in value, that's bad, or if a lion or tiger uh, uh, um, attacks them, in that case, I accept responsibility as well, so because I now accept a possibility of risk, it does not resemble interest, person, again, the similar case, go together. a person accepts the valuation of a cow from his fellow, and he tells him, he tells the owner, "E mace if the cow dies. How much do I owe for the dead cow? Let's agree on a price right now. I'll pay thirty dinner for the dead cow to you. And besides for that, um, or, or the owner tells the actually the worker, um, and the owner tells the, the the shepherd, the skilled shepherd, right, that um, that you owe me thirty dinner, and I'm going to pay you a seller every month. Oh no, sorry." The shepherd tells the owner, I'm going to pay you 30 dinner for the dead cow. If it dies, if it li- lives, I give it back to you. Now, that's hope he doesn't die. And I'm going to rent, I'm the, how much will I pay you each month for you, having your cow? A seller. Because when do you evaluate the money? Only after it dies. It becomes responsible for the value of the animal only after it dies. If he turns it alive, he's not responsible for, uh, for the cow's uh, depreciation in value if it goes down in value. So essentially, it's not all the risk on the part of the shepherd. The owner also takes some risk. Therefore, it's okay. I have some chicks. I have some eggs. Excuse me. I want these eggs to hatch. The problem is the mother of the chicks is dead. So how do we make the eggs hatch? I want your chicken. Give it to me. I'll put it on my eggs. And I'll give it back to you. And I'll give you also two baby chicks from the, from the nest. That's okay. Basically, it's an example of, of classic rental. I'm paying you in chicks. Now, why would you even think it's a problem in the first place? Not sure exactly. Tesvav, last halacha. Let's say, for example, I owed you, at least you think I owe you. Terry doesn't agree, but I owe you four dinner of ribis. I tell listen, I don't have cash to pay you. Here is this, this item worth five dinner. When I take you to Bezin to get my, a refund, because you're not allowed to do that and to, and to take interest, so I want a refund those, those that money. But if you don't have my item, I get uh, five dinner from you. So how you no, I, I, you, I lent, you lent me 100, and you wanted 105. So I gave you 100, but the five I don't have. So instead, I'll give you my phone. So the phone is the interest, right? So when I take when I when I demand the phone back from you, because biblical interest, I can demand it back from you. I get to take back five dinner from you. Because you took it as it, even though you you don't have my phone anymore, you lost it. Well, you owe me five dinner. I mean five dinner. We, we agreed that the interest was four dinner. Yeah, but you took it as five dinner, and therefore, um, it, 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 sorry, it's worth five dinner. Therefore, you owe me five dinner. 
if you gave an item, or the item itself you give back to him. Let's say, for example, I take, listen, I owe you the interest, but I don't have the, the money, so I'm going to give you a discounted rate. You're going to rent from me this property that's worth four. I'll give you a price for three. We should see him anyway. I demand the money back to him. See him in Arba. I get to take four dollars back from you. You essentially agreed that this time you're going to be my property is worth four, and therefore, even though it's only market value three, you took it from me, accepting it as four dollars of interest. Therefore, I get to take back from you four dollars of interest in cash, even though if I rented it to you, it'll only be worth three dollars.